All right. Welcome in, everybody. This is a, uh, a special prep cast we have here, the Battle in Boise. It's what everyone's been talking about. Three games this Friday, September 1st, on the blue at Albertson Stadium. The man behind it, Mr. Cameron Anderson, head coach at Burley High School. Coach, thanks for taking some time this morning. Hey, man, appreciate you uh, you uh, helping us advertise this and getting the word out and um, give us a good platform to represent these kids. You know, we've in the past, we've worked with a lot of, uh, you know, the, the eight-man classic and different things all over the state, uh, different all-star games. This one, I think, has a little bit different feel in a good way. Uh, you know, it, it's exciting to be on the blue. You know, the, the blue turf it, there at BSU has really gotten the reputation as being the cool place to play. Now you're getting high schoolers there back. Used to be high school games there all the time, but now we're bringing them back. Kind of tell us what happened. How did how did this all start? The journey you've been through to get to this point. Yeah, so uh, the the beginning intent um, wasn't based on other other games, other events. You know, the Rocky Mountain Rumble, the Eight Man Classic. Those are really good things, and anything that can showcase Idaho football is is a really good thing. I mean, the Rocky Mountain Rumble is able to show Idaho against outside states, and that's that's its own application. It's really good. Um, this this started probably two or three years ago when I was in Gooding and uh, right when Andy got the job at Boise state um, there were some perceptions in the high school avenues about uh, the way that Boise state felt about um, uh, teams playing in that building um, complications that arose. I think that there was some um, confusion even up to, to the IHSAA, you know, there was, there was just a, a lack of communication from past parties, I would say, uh, that that created a, a narrative about that. And then plus, there's always people trying to attack Boise State because they don't have enough Idaho kids on their roster or they're not doing that sort of thing or they're not recruiting the state. And then and then you have, um, you know, you have Hodge and you have um, and you have Loveland and you have, um, you know, you have these good players that are in the state that are that are all leaving and. And, and people trying to tie things together. So Andy and I started talking a couple of years ago about um, when he got the job, he really wanted to eliminate the perception that uh, Boise State doesn't care about Idaho high schools and the and the coaches and the sports in between. So um, this this was an idea that was born in in bridging the gap to um, to one get high schoolers back in that stadium where man I was I was one of those people and I became completely educated by Coach Avalos and um, and Ad Dickey that that they, that, that was nothing that they wanted. And there were so many things that they didn't know about. Um, and, and now that I've ran, now that I'm doing this event, there are so many working parts at the institutional okay. level that, that you have to go through. Like you're in a zoom meeting with like 15 people all from right. different departments. And, and you just start to understand and get a better grasp of, of the complications that arise from there. But yeah. um, when, when Andy and, and Mr. Dickey said that they wanted it to happen, man, it started to roll. And, um, and, and so really what we wanted to do was we wanted to showcase Idaho football and we needed a a year one where we, where we tried to get about three games in there, which is what we got. Um, We, we have the vision of making it a six classification Idaho versus Idaho two day event in the future on the, on the blue turf. And, and after we announced it, high schools from all over the state have been asking me how they get into it. So Really, there's just not many opportunities for kids to play on the blue, and um, and that's nobody's fault. It's just an application of 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 people jumping in, organizing it, and committing the time to make sure it happens. And right now, we've got people on both sides that are really trying to make that happen. 
So you mentioned the, the teams that are in it, uh, Coach. How, how did you select this year's teams to be in it for the inaugural Battle in Boise? Yeah, so obviously we're in it. And and uh, basically yeah. uh, the year one that had to happen because being in charge of it and being a head coach of a team, I couldn't really like be coaching at Valley View and then try to help them run the event type of thing. So yeah. um, it was natural for, for us to be in it. And and really, that that's how it started. We looked at the schedule because you have to base this off of Boise State schedule, not off high school schedule. Correct. So we had to find a week when they were gone. Um, we, we saw this was a week. We just happened to be playing in Boise at Valley View High School. So for us, it was it was a natural thing. And then I just looked at that week and dug into the schedule. There, there's some really good games that week. When I saw Oakley and Kendrick right away, that just popped. Like two yep. class, two state champions, and I'm one teams in the state on both sides. Um, that 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 has to be there because I wanted eight man football represented. Um, right. And then uh, there was a couple others that I saw that that were like that I thought were really good um, that were canceled or changed. I made some phone calls, um, and then. Um, I did see a couple five A games that looked really interesting, but um, when you year one, my worry was if you add two Treasure Valley five A schools, now you better be on this event, and it doesn't become like a proof of concept; it becomes an event. Um, yep. So um, when I saw Emmett Fruitland, um, Rich and I are really good friends, and and I was able to, I, I called him and asked his interest, and and they were all in, and um, and so. That, that, to me, was a good representation. We have one North school. There's a couple of Treasure Valley schools and then someone from um, sort of East Idaho and Burley. I thought it was a good spread this year um, and a good way to just lay out um, that application. But strictly, it was based on who was playing this weekend and, right. and, and could, we, could we year one manage getting everyone there with, at a cost-efficient way. Right. Now, now your team, the Burley Bobcats, last year, I think you scored about 250 points in the first four games. Uh, last week, you scored 78, I think. I mean, is, is that what we're going to expect to see the rest of the year? You know, Valley coming in 0-1, uh, you know, they lost their first game 67-19. to So coming into this, into your game in particular, uh, you've got a pretty potent offense. Um, yeah, well, we, we've got some good players. And um, um I, I never like to say we're going to score or do anything in particular. Um, we had some big scores, big, big point values last year. And I, I would say that that was more predicated on the way that teams decided to defend us. Um, a couple mm-hmm. games, people decided to defend Gatlin and man to man. And when that happens, it doesn't matter if they're a really good corner. He's just faster than people. So um, that doesn't mean he's not a great receiver because he is. It just, it just means that that, that right. creates an application to put points on the board when you need it. Um so I would say that there's there's nothing in my mind that says we're going to put a lot of points on the board. We, we're just going to try to compete with Valley View and win a football game. And whatever right. the end results look like, the process in between, that that is what it ends up being. Um, you know, last week, uh, Mountain Home battled like crazy. Um, you know, it was it was uh, I think seventy eight to seventy eight to twelve. I think mm-hmm. at the end of the third quarter. And oh, okay. Um, um, but they they really did battle really well. But when you have a when you have some some speed on your field and and you yeah. can put guys around Gatlin who's sometimes getting triple covered, um, then uh, it really does create an application where you can do some good things. You know the opening game, uh, your champ versus champ game, one AD two champ Kendrick, one AD one champ Oakley, both coming in one and zero, winning their openers last week. Kendrick beat Council sixty six fourteen. Oakley beat a team out of Utah St. Joseph sixty six. 
to six. So two high-powered offenses there coming in, both undefeated, both looking to uh, you know get a championship again. And there are some great athletes in that eight-man game. Ty Kep, just a junior quarterback for Kendrick. You've got you know Bridger Duncan, Bryce Severe coming back for for Oakley. It's the opening game, but it could be the best game of the uh, of the afternoon. Absolutely, absolutely. We they're they're uh, for for one. If you haven't watched eight man football, there, there's a lot of I've actually coached eight man football, so mm-hmm. so I have an understanding that I think a lot of people look at it and they they qualified a certain way because of a number that's yeah. in front of it. But I can tell you, as a guy who's coached it and a guy who's watched it, um, they have to be more fundamentally sound in a lot of the processes of football to be successful yeah. in that avenue. So when you have multiple state champion team like Kendrick and Oakley, if you can't tackle fundamentally sound, you are going to lose by a lot because yeah. you are one-on-one in space. There's no gang and group tackling in eight-man football. It's guys that are left on islands doing good things. If you can't block one-on-one, a lot of those applications, you only have like a center and two guards. So the right. path to the quarterback is right. quicker. You, you have to be sound in your concepts to make sure the, that you have release points and hots that are ready to get out now. And your offensive linemen have to be able to protect for a certain amount of time on one-on-one yes. islands. You can't do slide yep. protections or half slides or or base zone mixes. Like the fundamental process of football are more pure in, in right. the game, especially when they're done at a high level like this. And I think that's why you have guys like Leighton Vanderash and 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 Paradis and and these yep. guys coming out of eight-man football and making it to the league because you don't have to work really hard on their fundamentals. You just have yep. to get them used to the different pace and speed of the game. And uh, I do anticipate that to be a barn burner, man. Those are yeah. two pride schools that really want to get stuff done. And uh, and I fully believe that uh, that could be the best game of the night. Yeah. Now your middle game is going to be Fruitland versus Emmett. Emmett coming in 1-0, a great game. They beat Blackfoot over in Eastern Idaho, a great 4A team over there, 33-30. to And Fruitland lost to Columbia, a team here in the 4A SIC. Uh, they lost 41-14, to so they're 0-1. So, but they've had some really good matchups over the years. Emmett kind of floated uh, you know, between uh, 4A, 3A, won a championship when they, when they came down to the 3A SRV. Of course, Fruitland, you know, storied reputation, those battles with Shelly back and forth in multiple sports. So you've got two storied programs in Emmett and Fruitland as your middle game. Uh, like you said, you're looking at schedules, but I think that uh, you might have, you know, happened to stumble on one that's actually going to be a great game. Yeah, any anytime there's two schools that are near each other that have, have had a, a historic rivalry, man, yeah. a few years ago when I was at Gooding, those two met in the semifinals a couple years in a row. I'll never forget. Um, when Emmett was down in 3A, um, the first year they were the best team in the state, and they lost to Fruitland in the semifinals. It was sub-zero temperatures. I think the balls even like exploded and went flat. Like that's the stories oh, wow. I hear from some of the, co- the coaches that were there. But um, and then Emmett wrote on their weight room wall the score for that game and looked at it every day. Um, and it, I think he said um, that this is who you are, and then put the score. Oh, and they wow. saw that, and then they met in the semifinals again, and then Emmett beat their doors off, and then I lost that Emmett team in the state championship game the next week. But um, yeah, those those guys don't have any love lost. And no, no. One of the traps that we get into when we look at, at high school sports or at any sports at any level, there's this mis- misconception that you are what your record says you are, um, right? And and that's a problem because name the team. Um, I mean, Coeur d'Alene would take it because they beat them. Name the team that wants to just suit up and go play rugby today. 
Right. They're 0-2, right. but I promise you they are maybe the best team in the state of Idaho. And so yeah, they're not an 0 2 team. No, that's right. So if Fruitland comes in 0 1 and Emmett comes in 1 0, there are so many factors that go along with that. Oh, Week one, gosh. are there injuries? Are there, are there grade concerns? Are there, right. are there ineligible players? Are, um, um, who are they playing? I mean, Emmett was right. playing a, a school that probably has a thousand yeah. more kids than them. So, like, there, there's so many different applications. So, I, I think right. coming to that game, you throw, you throw records out the window. Both right. teams are going to want it really well, and I think it's going to be about preparation. And those are two proud head coaches that do a great job preparing their kids. Oh yeah, Co- Coach Hargit. He actually reminds me a lot of you. you you're really good. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm way more attractive than Mr. Hargit. Let's oh, let's not. I'm not, let's not saying bring look. Rich in. Let's not bring Rich you, in here and just. I'm just you saying. are a handsome man, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> I'm just saying you're both great marketers and and promoters of your programs and your kids, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. There, there's kids that would not be where they're at today without without you really pushing that, and that, that's just a fact. Um, and and th- and that's something that I think a lot of people appreciate. So yeah, I do see the similarities there between you and Hargit. Of course, like you mentioned, you are a much more attractive individual than he is in a very platonic way. I promise. You. <laughs> but okay, now now that we've gone through the three uh, games that are that are happening, what's the future look like for the battle in Boise? Yeah, so really, um, one we we've got to we've got to get through the game and then um, really have a, a, a very good session of of um, with the Boise State people of what we think went well, what we think needs improved. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Southern Solar Pro stepped up big, and and and, yeah. and we'll talk about that in a, in a bit. But um, but we got to figure out the best way to finance it um, so that the burden yeah. remains like zero for these high school teams. Um, right. Um, creative ways to market it, creative ways to um, get the kids involved, uh, to showcase the kids the most and more. You know, yeah. this, that's one of the things I'm reviewing. I, I would really in the future like like to really spotlight kids in the game and and make sure that everyone has a full understanding of of all the things that are involved in that. Um, but really, the plan for us is to become a two day event when Boise State's on the road. And cool. be able to play three games on Friday, three games on Saturday, and represent all the classifications. Um, one one A Division One, or whatever that looks like in the future, and right. all the way to five A. And um, there can be cross classification games. There can be that type of things, but it has to be Idaho versus Idaho. This is a showcase right. of Idaho kids on Idaho's biggest showcase field. So, um, really, what we want to do is grow into becoming more event where we can showcase the talent in Idaho. Oh, that's going to be awesome. And, and one thing you and I talked about a little while ago was you're not just going to bring back the champions to play each other, right? Because no. in high school football, last year's champion could look completely different due to graduation, anything else. So I, I think your goal is to get the best teams in place. Like you said, if even if they're playing cross classification, getting the best games and the best teams. 100%. Yeah, we just the, – the biggest hurdle with this event will always be that um, – it's not dictated on like Boise state doesn't have their schedule until next year. Right. right. And so the biggest thing is, is saying, Hey, there's a three week window at the beginning of the season where we can get this done. And so you can't really tell a team like Sandpoint, you know, um, coach Knowles yeah. reached out to me and he, he wants to get his team in it, as he should. Um, and it's not about like, who should we schedule and when should we schedule them? It's make a really good schedule. And if you fall in that week, it creates the application for us to put your game in there. So that's another thing I love about it. It creates like we, we when we 
relay that as a message to high school coaches. Hey, go schedule really, really good opponents. And then in that first three weeks, you fall on that date. We're going to do everything we can to get your game in there and showcase it. So it really creates the application where coaches will schedule tough opponents and create really high class games. Um, You know, that's one of the advantages that people don't think about when it comes to um, um, to like the max preps things. Now, granted, the Idaho sports power ratings are far superior to max preps. But um, but in the in the application of of creating that instead of record based things. Is it truly what, whether you're a team who's six and five at the end of the season or, or 11 and zero or whatever it is, right. It, it's a true application of, of um, allows teams now to go and schedule hard teams and lose and grow and learn right. and not worry that it's taking their predestined spot in state. And, right. and, and so this is just another thing along with it, power rankings, um, um, strength of schedule, all that type of stuff. It it creates a better application. You know, if I'm going to play, I could go play a rugby and whether I win or lose, my rating is going to increase because of their, their overall ranking. And as long as I come out healthy, I learn way more from losses than I do from winning, winning any game. um, uh, Of course you don't like to lose, but it's about growth and about, about being in the right spot at the right time at the end of the year. Right. Well, you mentioned, uh, the sponsors to making this possible. You want to take the burden off the schools as much as possible. Tell us who's really helping you out this year. Um, man. Uh, so actually, and and this is when, when you think about rivalries in, in high school football um, and you think about the application of everyone hates everyone and blah, blah, blah. They do. Yeah. Um, I was playing morning basketball because dude can ball this one right here. Um, and I uh, just, sure. you know, giving it all, uh, melting the net and uh and man uh one of the guys that plays with me is named Heward and he is a coach he is a football coach at Minico and um and I said hey I'm I'm and he was just asking me questions about this event so I was I was telling him about it I'm like really we have to come up with like 20 grand or more to make this happen and that's the last hurdle and uh he called me back about 45 minutes later and he's like hey what if my company were just to cover the whole thing and, and, and um, I'm like, well, well, sure. You know? And I, I'm like, well, we can't really get Minico in the game. He's like, that's not about that. It's about kids. And, and so wow. like uh, now we'll, we'll do our best to try to get Minico in the game next year. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, but for me, that's a great representation of just, there are so many people that are involved with high school programs that just care about kids. Yeah. And although when we, when, when, when I face Cody and he's wearing red and we're wearing green and we're on Burley's field on week five, um, uh, he can, he can, he can go away, you know, but right. every other day we're, we're all together towards building kids. And so Southern Solar Pros is the name of the company. And the reason that the amount is so great, it's not a Boise State charge. Boise State's done a great job of limiting the cost for, for uh, these schools. Cool. What, what I wanted to sell to schools and what this game, what we want it to become is anytime you play a neutral site game, you lose a home game. And to right. understand the, finances of high school athletics, the football gate generally pays in most schools for all the other sports to operate. There's revenue and non-revenue sports. Now I didn't say there's important and non-important sports. It's just, it's just a sure fact that there are some sports that don't have as much gate, much revenue. Some don't even take gate, but they have travel referee and all that costs associated with it. And so um, the, when, when you can have a good football team or you can fill the stands all that money can go to help those other schools. So if you play neutral right. site, 
you are losing your home gate and you're traveling somewhere. So you increase those costs. So really what this is, is I went to those schools and said, okay, what does an average gate look like for a home game when you're playing these people? They sent me back a number. I sent that to Southern Solar Pros. So not only are they covering the charges of rental at Boise State, they're writing a check to each of these home schools to cover the gates that they would have lost in revenue. So it truly is a no risk game for Idaho high schools. It's just the travel to get there. Um, that's awesome. And and so um, that that's what we want it to become is is truly a no worry um, um, application where schools can can go and participate and have a really cool event. And they don't have to worry about the burden that comes with it on all those other things. And and these administrators have truly enjoyed that thought, and, and it eliminates a lot of the yeah. stress for them. And Southern Solar Pros just stepped up and did it. And um, they didn't ask questions. And when I told them numbers, they didn't blink. They just wow. wanted to help Idaho high school kids. So really um, Google that company, find out more about it. Solar, solar really is the wave of the future for a lot of, a lot of homes to, to limit costs. Right. So really dig into those things because, man, they did step up. And, and uh, just big thanks to Cody Heward for, for arranging that. Yeah, there's actually going to be a link right, right below uh, the video you're watching. Awesome. To them, you can just look underneath and click it, and and you know find out all about them. You can even Love just it. email them and say thanks. You know Absolutely. that always goes a long way. Absolutely, so, yeah. So I mean that's awesome. So this this Friday it's BSU. A lot of people aren't used to going to a big stadium like that. Cameron, kind of do some housekeeping items now of where to get tickets, where to enter, anything that the fans need to know. Yeah, I can tell you that, that that's our biggest stress right now, uh, Boise yeah. State and myself, is uh, obviously there's been many tickets that have been pre-bought, but we know how many people are going to be in that stadium, especially when when Gatlin committed to Boise State. We, we have a feeling that there's going to be people in the Valley that want to that, – that, that was, that was probably a very good thing for you with this battling Boise. <laughs> Up the resale a little bit. If he was wearing maize and blue gloves, it probably would have hurt um, – <laughs> some feelings in the treasure Valley area. We we're certain about that, but um, just so everyone knows that was no part of his decision, but um, right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, uh, uh, he's going to back out on Saturday, isn't he? Saturday. He's going to go, Oh wait, never mind. Never uh, mind. I can 100% assure you that that's not going to happen. So let's keep all the Boise state people off the ledge for now. Um, <laughs> uh, he's been wearing blue gloves and Boise state shirts and practice all week. We'll be fine. Cool. Um, cool. But uh yeah, so the, the biggest thing we're worried about is the lines at the event because Boise yeah. State is trying to limit staffing to keep the costs down sure. for the event. So um, really, people need to go to broncosports.com. There's a, when you click on elect tickets, there's a link right there that says, um, that says uh, Battle in Boise uh, right. football game. So if you click on that, go buy those tickets and pre-buy because I'm telling you, um, you're going to show up. And there's going to be a really long line. I, I think about yeah. state events. I, I remember going to a state football event where they pre-sell the tickets. And yeah. then there's windows where you can do it. And I remember the game kicking off and looking out the gate. And there was a massive line. And I'm sure you've uh, seen it too, Paul. Yep. Like, Many times. Rolling and they're waiting. And then the people, the people who get yelled at are the ticket takers who had nothing to do with any of it. Nothing so, to do with it. Yep. Nothing to do with it. So we want people to go and pre-buy as much as possible. And then you can go straight to the gates where you can put in those tickets, like gate D. It'll be signage. You can see those. But if you are going to buy your tickets to the event, you need to understand you can't just check in at those gates. That's where you check in your ticket. You have to buy on the west side of the stadium and you have to go to the ticket office to go and to go and buy those tickets. And that's where you buy. 
things. If you are a coach with a coach's pass, if you are um, um, the media, if you are if you are those that that we have prearranged to to be there, you check in at gate A. But if you're okay. a football coach with three kids, you've got to check your pass at gate A, and they need to have their own tickets from another gate. You can't just bring okay. them all in through there. Um, you can't buy tickets at that gate. So. Really, we just wanted people to understand that if you can pre-buy over the next few days, it's going to save so much hassle for Boise State, right. you, and for everyone involved. And then also, we really want people to understand that it's a Boise State event. It's not a high school event, meaning right. the clear bag policy that Boise State has is still in effect. So they will check your bags just like they would for a concert or a Boise State game. Um, don't bring backpacks and that sort of thing. We'll have two concession stands open, so you don't need to worry about food. Um both sides of the lower bowl are going to be open. There's a home side and a wayside. Um, cool. the, the, the away side is under the Steckel um, um, press box. That's the away side. The home side will be where Boise State's home, home side sits. Um, but uh, really understand that you can't bring in outside containers. You can have a clear bag with, with your stuff. But we just want to get word out to limit the confusion and the slowdown um, of people getting into that game. Also, right. and, um, we want to make sure that anyone who needs ADA accommodations to contact yeah. your school administrator because um, those seats, those seats, um, um, there there aren't a ton of them, and and um, and they're not reserved at this point. So, if you need ADA accommodations, all the athletic directors for your schools are are already alerted to it. Contact them, and so we can help you get through that. Okay, Coach, I've got one last question for you. You know, at state basketball, it's always a cool thing to buy a ticket and you can stay for all six championship games. Is that what the Battle in Boise is going to be like, or do you have to leave the stadium as soon as your game's done? No, we want we want people to be able to see everything. We want we want to create the application where they can come to the eight-man game um, in between, go grab some bite to eat at the concession stands, relax, come back, watch another. Like we want it to showcase Idaho kids. And so um, at the gates, they will have the stamping process to make sure that yeah. you can you can come in and they know that you're in and you've paid and taken care of. So yeah, come for the beginning, awesome. come watch Oakley Kendrick, stay all the way through the end and, um, um, and, and have a full day of high school football in Idaho. Um, IdahoSports.com is going to be there broadcasting all three of the games. Um, there's a lot to do between now and Friday. So uh, I'll, I'll let you go, but um, Cameron, thanks for taking the time. Um, is there anything else that you, you, you really want to go over? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I hope that people understand. Um, you know, Paul Paul's been a friend of mine for a really long time, and yeah. uh, and I, I there, I know sports is because they they run the boards and they put out so much content. People always comment about certain things, but a, a little story for the fans in Idaho sports. Um, oh, beyond sorry. you getting beyond you getting ghosted by Jim Harbaugh. Um, yeah, I was a little offended by that. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I want people to understand that when we announced this event, um, the first person I called before we even announced it, I talked to Boise State. It was set. It was done. I talked to the high schools. The next call was to Paul because nobody cares more about sports in Idaho than IdahoSports.com. And, and their, their platform and their application and the podcasts, there's no one else doing that. I can't pick up a Times News and read about a game anymore. But I can go on autosports.com and I can get that same representation. And it wasn't 20 minutes after the announcement when NFHS contacted me and said, hey, we want to pick up this game and do it. And it was very thrilling of, for me to say, sorry, dude, we've got the best in the business already covering it. 
we don't need the glitchy cameras to be doing it at this time. So um, just just understand that that Paul is a big piece of everything we do. Uh, and, and as we push forward with events like this, with the Idaho Football Coaches Association, which is starting to grow, with all the things that we're doing, Idaho Sports is our partner. And we're going to always do whatever we can because they care for and do things for the kids in the state of Idaho. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we, we, we do what we do because we, we love the kids. We love the school. Same reason you do what you do. So that puts us all in the same basket um, and working together is the only way we're going to get through it. So I, I appreciate that, Coach. I yeah, really we do. appreciate you. All right. Well, that's going to do it. My man crush, Cameron Anderson, head coach at Burley. The, hey, the you're man. not one of one. You're not one of one with that. Uh, oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like 15th in line on that. I my, get it. my kids would be my kids would be very upset if they watch this because uh, they get sick of hearing it from dad. <laughs> yeah, that's your job as a dad, though, right? What we got to do: dad jokes, um, puns, and inappropriate yep. references that they will never understand until they're older. Hopefully, hopefully they won't understand. Hopefully, hopefully. yeah, yeah. Until they're older, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, that's gonna wrap it us. The Battle in Boise, Broncosports.com is where you get the tickets. This Friday, three games, 3 o'clock, 5.30, and 7 o'clock. It's going to be a huge event. Uh, Cameron, thanks for your time, and uh, I'll see you Friday. Thanks, man. See you, brother.